Good evening, you're listening to County Live with me, Martin Johnson, over here. And me, Chris Ridgway, over here. I've had my front room done, so it's a bit echoey. So if the echo comes through in this episode, don't worry, we will solve it. And apologies for that. It looks lovely. It's good, isn't it? He's done a great job. It looks lovely. Do you want to give him a plug? Uh, yeah, David. He supports Man City. I don't know. Oh. He looks a bit like um, the professor. He's he? missed a bit. In Back to the Future. <laughs> so, But I don't know his second name. Well so. done, David. But Almost got there. Er indoors supports City, so he also sometimes gives her a ticket. So, Jesus. It's, yeah, exactly. That's what I have to put up with these days. Other decorators are obviously available now. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But this time last week we talked about... Well, it wasn't this time last week. We were talking on a Tuesday this week. So it was before you go and see Jim. Um, but this time on the podcast last week, we were talking about how a 1-0 win would do. Oh, God, yes. And, you know, what a and crucial go- goal, <laughs> because it's put um, the cat amongst the pigeons for the playoffs and put County, that single goal, put County right back in the playoffs. Well, we were saying, um, we're, John Kieran called it 10 cup finals. And when it when it when it's like that, and he, he's not wrong, it, it, you know, it is like that. Um, <clears throat> when you, when when you think of it, like if we win and results go our way, we can do a really big leap. We can do a really big jump, and and everyone's happy. If we lose and results go against us, we're in a bit of a sticky patch. Now, regardless of your result, you have zero impact on the results around the grounds so you have to the only part of that sentence that you can really focus on is your result and I feel like the boys did that on Saturday um <clears throat> really tough game like you know going to places like Ebbsfleet and I almost find it as a fan I've done it myself over the years you're almost a bit disrespectful to teams down at the bottom when when you're speaking to them because um uh, when when you're speaking about them because it's you just expect to win. You expect well, we're up in the playoffs there down the bottom. We should be getting we should be getting a win. I think that's natural in football. Yeah. Up at the top, down at the bottom. That's the way you would you would feel. And it must be really hard for the players not to feel like that and to, you know well, to, to that thing we talked about last week about respecting opponents. when I when I started interviewing football managers and players all those years ago, um in in any division in the in the world, you know, somewhere in foreign leagues, um, and they used to say things like, "Oh, well, it's a tough game here," and I used to sort of give them that little nod that says, "All oh, right, yeah, I suppose you've got to say that." But then they'd say it off air as well, and I, I always had, found myself kind of biting my tongue. But now I see it week in, week out with County, and you think you cannot take anything look who's bottom of the league rock bottom I don't take any pleasure he says with his fingers crossed saying that Chorley are rock bottom of the league but how have we performed against them this season do you know what I mean you have to go get your job done throw into the fact that the weather was unreal I mean anyone who was listening to that game well done for putting up with John and myself because we were getting battered from pillar to post in rain and wind one moment. I didn't hear it but I wish I had now. <laughs> well then 10 minutes later we were baking in sunshine and we were saying we can't see because the sun's in our eyes. So fair play to anyone who stuck to it. So they've, they've gone up against that. They've gone on an absolute you know, pitch that would make Torquay Park look like Wembley. You know, so um, yeah, they've, they've done that. They've, they've just got on with it. it and um, they've got three points. That's all that matters. I will take 1-0 next week. I'll take it the week after. I'll take it the week after. Goal difference is doing us no favours this season. So Let's go and get the points on the board. And if they if they come in the form of 1-0 every single time, I'll take it. 
And we would normally put the interview with Jim in here, but um, you've chosen your player of the week already. You chose it on air. Spoiler. For a very, spoiler alert, for a very special reason. I chose it before the ball was even kicked. <laughs> um, it's, an, it's an immense achievement to Sam Walker, isn't it? Um, to play a hundred times for, for a club the size of Stockport County is unbelievable. But what makes it even more special, and <clears throat> I like Sam, I think he's a great guy to speak to off the pitch. I think he's a great player to watch on the pitch. And I think he himself, I've not spoken to him about the 100 games, but I feel if I was to, he would openly say, yeah, do you know what? It, it didn't start great. You know, being subbed off in the first half, coming on as a sub, coming back off, be, being sent out on loan. You'd have been forgiven for thinking he, 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 was, he was one that would come and go. He didn't. He stuck around, he got his head down, he worked, he listened to the manager, he learned, he wanted to know what the, the gaffer was saying. Um, and now look at him. You know, he's the player that you you can't rule out, even with all this investment coming in and all this whatever, you can't rule out Sam Walker being one of your key players. He's a guy in the middle who makes... Last two weeks, Jim Gannon's pushed him up to number 10. He's He's been up up that end of the park and he's screening left backs we spoke about last season all the triangles he'd make with uh, Darren Stevenson and Scott Duxbury he'd be on the left hand side kind of um, solidifying that if you like Uh, he's just been such an important player for County Um, I think two moments epitomise his County career Um, and when it's all said and done in years to come when he's sitting in front of the fire telling the grandkids you know of of stories uh, of days uh, at Stockport County Remember that free kick against Bennymore where he had no right to score from there and he just made it bounce in the worst place possible for the goalkeeper and he went in. But then even more important than that goal at Spennymore, look at that picture of him in amongst all the fans uh, away at Nuneaton on the day County were crowned champions. He's there screaming his head off. He's absolutely part of the fabric there. Those fans adored him. He adored being part of that moment, a part of that club. So congratulations, player of the week, Sam Walker. And as you say, you know, he's had his trials and tribulations, got his head down, got on with it. So that makes it even more special to be, still be part of this and to be a key part of it. And you wouldn't rule out another hundred. What's that, another three and a half seasons? You could see, you could see, you could see, you could see that happening. Uh, any, I think that take to about 35. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, good luck, Sam. <laughs> I hope you do it. <laughs> I reckon he could do it. Anyway, let's put your interview with Jim Gannon in here. Jim, it's Thursday evening, back at Aisley Park after training. Uh, a good win on the road, a strong win, a win that puts us, well, keeps us, should I say, in the playoff race. Just talk to us a little bit about Saturday. Um, really tough game. Um, you know, pe- people probably don't realise that they'll judge Deb Fleet maybe on the 4 0 defeat at Chesterfield, but they've actually won three games of the other five in that period. Um, so, fantastic result for them on a Tuesday night. Get them real a lift of emotion, confidence. Uh, we knew we were going to be facing a tough game. Uh, fortunately, the, the weather eased off and allowed the game to be on, but the weather has taken its toll on the pitch. Tough tough, tough pitch, tough conditions, um, tough sight to beat. Um, I thought we we did a lot of the stuff that we'd been practising in training and it was uh, nice to come away with uh, all three points. Um, they'll be bitterly disappointed because there wasn't an awful lot in the game, but... It was definitely one of those games that we talk about where it's taken out of the game what you can take and um, it's a fantastic result when you when you think of it's the third away game out of four. We've gone to London, uh, another game without a defeat, uh, another clean sheet. 
another ma magnificent three points and it sets up Saturday's game brilliantly now. Was it in your head before the game? Should you win this game? Should you just look for a point and, and, and solidate with that? And if you like, we were speaking beforehand on a, is it five wins, six wins, seven wins needed? I, I guess there's not an exact science, but when you look at it in retrospective terms, are you happy that we got the point in that it does keep us in the playoffs a lot more than maybe a point would have done? Yeah, uh, I think it was a, not because it was Ebbs Fleet and they're in the relegation zone. Um, a little bit like the Dagenham game we, we and Woking, we were going there thinking if we got a lot of things right, we're nice and solid, very competitive, show the right character and grit to stay in the game, keep a clean sheet, then we've got a chance of taking all three points. Um, in this particular case, uh, you know, you, you go back to Dagenham and Woking and um, we weren't far off taking maximum points in those games. Um, and there's, sometimes there's not a lot between games. But I think based upon... Uh, you know, you, you you like to win your home games and get draws away. And if we had got three draws away from home and a win in the last four, we'd have been thinking that's not a bad return. But I think the fact that we're the January that we had um, the defeat at home to Dover, um, you know, when we were playing with ten men, it kind of left us in a situation where we needed a little bit more in certain situations, a bit more than a point away from home and a win at home. We do need to pick up those away results, the wins. Um, you know, we've got some tough away games coming up. We've got some tough home games. Um, in fact, there's probably no easy game. You know, going to Chesterfield or Notts County home, Yeovil at home, you know, Barrow away, Harrogate at home. You know, there's not, not going to be any easy games and uh, we're going to have to be competitive and, and increasingly competitive over the next nine games to, to, to make sure that we we stay in that bunch um, and that we keep creeping up the table and I think three points on Saturday's put us top seventh. Uh, you know, we've still got a lot of work to do to, to get into the top seven, um, but it's very much in our own hands when you play in the likes of Barnet, Yeovil um, and, and the teams in there, then they become massive games. Um, but yeah, one game at a time, Desperate to get three points at Eversfleet, we've got that. Sets us up nicely for Barnet. Um, one of the teams that's chasing us, so it's a real, real tough one for us. Um, they might be happy with a point, uh, but I think everybody at the moment is, is is really looking to get maximum points because at this stage of the season, whether you're top, bottom, in the middle chasing the playoffs or trying to stay out of danger, three points is a huge amount at this stage of the year. Is it the kind of run you would want going into a a playoff campaign because or, or should I say go into a playoff chasing campaign this running is so tough like you were saying that the teams that are around us and above us that we've still got to come if you can get results in those games then you're in a great place going into the playoffs but it does make getting there that little bit harder is there some science to thinking maybe that's the kind of run you do want or you don't want well it's an interesting one we did a presentation with the players um, last Thursday and in these 10 games um we actually picked up 20 points, you know, in the same 10 games, home and away with the same opposition. Um, obviously, the, the results might change around home and away, but we started off the first game, we're getting three points instead of one point against Emsfleet, and Barnett we beat, so we're looking at one game at a time. Um, yeah, it's going to be Barrow a different side, might be harder to beat on their patch in, in their current form. So they're all, they're all difficult. Uh, when I, when I looked at the start of the season, the fixtures at the start of the season, I looked at the back end and I thought, wow, I'd expect Wrexham to be there. You know, Harrogate, 
you over and you'd expect you would have expected Wrexham and Chesterfield to be in that that hunt as well. So we knew it was going to be a tough period. Um, but I think our players have done okay when it's Saturday games. I think when you start throwing in four games in ten days or uh, midweek games, I, we just don't have the the players with the with the, the depth of stamina and strength to go for those type of games or the squad to rotate. So I think at the moment I'm just pleased that we've got big gaps, been able to get fully recovered, fully focused on each game. And and while that's the case, I think we've got every chance of getting a, a positive result each game. Um, I think the last four games have shown us that the power of a clean sheet, the power of organisation, the power of um, the set plays. Um, and we need to keep all those basics really good. And then hopefully the players that have the bit more flair and creativity will start to thrive as games settle down, pitches are, are a little bit better, the weather's a bit better, and um, we'll see an extra dimension to our game. I was speaking the other day saying that a real key factor in, in last season's campaign was the resilience shown by the squad, the backbone, the, the times you had to really dig deep and get a result if maybe it didn't seem like one was on the cards. We're in that same kind of area now and we're showing that kind of grit. The new boys have come in and they've shown the same kind of form. How important is that and what's the mentality of the guys like going into this this, this playoff chase? Well, it's interesting you use them words because I've kind of used similar words in my programme notes to talk about how statistically the last four games have been great eight points two points a game is always a good marker for teams there or thereabouts and um, and I think we've gone to three difficult places um, tough game at home to Bromley um, we've got we've scored in every game kept clean sheets uh, statistically good if you watch the game and you watch the highlights there's, there's not a great deal in these games you know very very tough games where we perhaps um a moment of magic, but it's it's been really just teamwork and organisation. But when you go to places like Dagenham, Woking and Ebsfleet and they go unbeaten, it just shows you the character, the grit uh, and the organisation that we have and the staying power to get results. And um, there was a lot of those characteristics last year and um, they've served us really well this season. And though we still are very much three quarters the team that we were last year and those if you like that professionalism, that kind of ability to do, play the game and be effective um, uh, is still there. And it's we've added to that group that like said, Daniels gives us a spark and wins a set plays and creates and scores goals. And you've got Liam Hogan giving some strength and stability to the back, you know. So we're, we're in a good place at the moment and I think we're only going to get better as time, as we add more players. But at the moment, I think the players are, doing a fantastic job they've turned everything around in the last four weeks and uh, those qualities will certainly be really tested now in the next four games and the, and the night to come and my programme notes are very much about you know we've, we've what we've achieved this season is I feel as equally successful as what we did last year as champions and I know that that seems a big statement but um, you know for them to be on 54 points at this stage, stage this season the, the, the challenge of coming into this league and being competitive, consolidating and, and growing. Um, we've we've risen to that. And now we're in this fantastic position now with nine games to go that is very much in our own hands to, to have, to supersede last year in terms of really making it exciting. And, you know, it's it's nice to get out of the sixth tier, but you're only a small distance away from the promised land of the Football League. 
you mentioned those uh, you mentioned those those new boys there, Danny Lloyd, Liam Hogan. One question I have to ask you tonight: a lot of people asking us on, on online and whatnot. Liam Hogan, uh, sorry, <laughs> Liam Hogan. Uh, Lois Maynard has been out um, after just one game with an injury. Can you just give us an update on on where he is? Yeah, um, I can give an update on most of them. Um, I think Lois has um, he tweaked his ankle uh, in a. We're not sure whether it was a challenge or a, a landing because he had two incidents where he got treated against a Dagenham. Uh, fortunately, uh, he was able to continue in the game, um, got a strap at a half time, but so we didn't think it was a, a major problem. Uh, Lois knows himself and he felt that it wasn't quite right, so we sent him for a scan, and the scan revealed a kind of uh, an unusual um, ligament issue between the two bones. Um, most Most people that know. No anatomy or football issues. Uh, they always kind of ankle ligaments are generally the ones you, when you roll your ankle and uh, the lateral side of you, the outside where you roll your ankle and you strain it. Grade one, grade two, grade three, and you're out for four, eight, twelve weeks. I think in 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 Lowe's one, it's a slightly different one. It's in like an internal ligament, um, uh, and it's not responded as well. And 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 Lois not been totally confident with it. Um, the scan revealed the the issue to be that tendon that um and we expected four weeks. He's now in closing in on the fourth week. He's going to see the specialist tomorrow, a foot and ankle specialist. And I think that uh Lois will, will get a lot from that meeting. He'll get a lot of reassurance, I think, in terms of where he should be at. Um we're we're quietly confident that he will be reassured about what the injury is and then just sort of work himself back into training. Um but we are you know, he hasn't done any football in contact work, so we, he's still going to need at least another week. He's definitely not going to be available this week. Um, I'd like to see him on the training, potentially see him on the training ground next week. Um, and then, like I said, we, we at the moment we've got a good squad covering for his absence. Um, but like I said, you, you never know what's around the corner. So it'd be just be nice to have him back in that group um, to compete, compete for place because I think he's got a lot to add for the, the final nine games. And the rest of the squad coming up uh, to, to the weekend? Yeah, uh, just to start with the other players are often forgotten and, and sometimes the fans like to know that Darren had a very successful operation the other day. Um, unfortunately for us, that the the treatment he received at Oldham Infirmary uh, didn't really... It, it kind of helped, but it didn't really consolidate the bone and, and need an operation to kind of bring the two bones together to make sure they knitted properly. Um, Alex Curran had a similar operation on a similar type of injury where the, the movement within the ankle kind of caused a crack on uh, the fibula. Uh, so his was pinned and things. So both of them are kind of successfully come through the operation. Alex is slightly ahead of Darren. Uh, I don't expect even him to play a lot of football. And um, But, you know, like I said, um, the off-season and the pre-season will also be really important for them to get them back to their, to their best. Um, we've also got a couple of niggles with... Uh, Adam Thomas, who's kind of felt his hamstring, and again a bit of a conservative management with him building up his confidence with it. Hamstrings are a difficult ones. You you got to be careful about pushing them because uh, so we're gonna conservatively manage that one. Uh, it won't be available this week, this weekend, but we expect him to respond quite well to the to the training. He trained at a high volume today without the football, and we expect him to be in training next week. And we've had a similar issue kind of fatigue issue with, with um, Jordan Keane, um, more his glute higher up than his hamstring and kind of 
been giving him a little bit of pain and discomfort. He's been playing with it, um, but I think uh, the way he felt on Tuesday night, he felt too uncomfortable to continue. Uh, so it's one of them that we'll have to manage carefully and make a, a good decision whether to include him or not. What do we know about the opposition this weekend? They've, they've been a bit of a, a bit of an interesting team for Stockport County the last couple of seasons. What with the cup game last year? What do you, what kind of game are you expecting on Saturday? Um, I, I think it'd be. A slightly different side now. I think, um, unfortunately for them, they had the uh, some really their pitches taken a hammering with this this um, Kira Dennis uh, Jorge period that we've been through, and um, you know they played the Harrogate game on it and kind of disappointed. The game got abandoned, but it it damaged the pitch, and then they've had to play other games on it. And you know they were always like a kind of a four three three team that kind of maybe 4-4-2, four, four, kind of like to play through the lines. Um, I think the pitch is not allowing that. I think Darren's talked publicly about <clears> having <throat> to maybe compromise his, his way of playing. Um, and they brought in Paul McCallum, which is a fantastic signing for them, you know, one of the top number nines in this league. Um, and him and Akinola are a good pair up front and they've kind of changed the shape to, to more of a 3-5-2, 3-4-1-2, kind of maybe in response to a lot of teams at this stage of the season maybe looking to to be solid at the back, maybe to have a bit more punch down the middle. Um, and it, it, the form's been good. Um, the, so they have been a little bit more direct and they've had counted a little bit more on like support McCallum's long throw. So they've got some dim- dimensions that make them look like other national teams rather than the Barnet that we've seen with Darren Curry's side. But I think that they'd be... They probably enjoy coming here because the pitch would be a lot better than perhaps what they've had to endure at home. Uh, hopefully, you know, with the the weather set and, and a nice pitch on Saturday, we will see a far better game of football for t- both teams to enjoy and both sets of fans to enjoy. But, but I think we can't underestimate that they've got some strong attributes to them. Um, we did really well down at their place. They put us under a lot of pressure, but we 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 worked away, stayed in the game uh, like many of the away games this season, and then. Um, you know, got that goal in the last couple of minutes. So um, it could be a game that's going to be really tight. I think a lot of the games now, I think between now and the end of the season, are going to be really, really tight with very little given between both sides. And whatever you take is going to have to be really hard fought for. Just finally, Jim, um, Sam Walker, your latest Centurion. Uh, we were speaking before we came on air tonight. I thought he looked good at the weekend. Um, he's been a very, very consistent player. Fair to say he didn't have probably the start he had in mind when he came to Stockport County, but he's proven to be such an asset for the club. 100 games racked up. What are your thoughts on Sam? Well, perhaps now that we see, you know, what, what we've seen from Sam last year and what we're seeing this season, then you can see why I was disappointed and perhaps Sam was disappointed with himself with what we've seen in the first three months. And, um, you know, and uh, like I said, this, this is the thing about football. You've, you know, you, you can't expect it to be your quality to get you through your games. You have to be at your top physically. Um, and I think when Sam works really hard in training, he's one of the highest loaded players, always work. And I think it's paying off that work on the training ground, that work in the gym's paying off for him. Um, he, he's not having any injuries. And it was just a bit unfortunate, the Dorking game, when we were trying to work him back into the side, he picked up a little niggle. Um, and then with a sign of the lowest and the, and the form of Paul and, and, and Keno, it meant it was difficult for him. But... Um, 
you know, Lois's injury, Paul being suspended, the door opens wide open and no better man than Sam to step in. And he'll remind everybody about, since he's been in the team where we're at, um, contributing with um, assists from set plays. He's taken over that duty again, which was fantastic last year. He had close on 10 games, if not 10, sorry, 10 goals, um, lots of assists. And I think Saturday when we kind of tweaked the formation to allow him to step up a little bit further than Kino, he looked a real goal threat. Um, it looked like something was going to happen through him. Um, definitely our best threat in the first half. So he's in a good place at the moment. I think he's enjoying his football. He's earned. He's placing the team with what he's done in training and and, and what he's done in recent games. So really pleased to have him back. Um, uh, not just what he brings to the midfield, the, the balance he brings in terms of set plays and allowing our left side to attack with more freedom. Um, because you know you've got Sam Walker there who's going to shield, protect and and do all the ugly side for our players to go and play. Jim, it's a big weekend. As ever, all the very best. Thanks so much. So we're looking forward now, we're looking forward to Barnet on yep. Saturday. Another home, uh, a home game, not another home game, it was away last time. Um, Barnet, I see, have five games in hand. Yeah. So they are really a playoff threat. It's, I mean, they're absolutely. Jim called it a few weeks ago when he was talking about um, games on the run in and who's, you know, who's to watch out for, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he said Barnet were at the time. Um, given everything that's happened uh, in the last couple of seasons with um, with going to Barnet in the FA in the FA Cup and and playing away and taking all the fans down there and everything else, it kind of adds a little bit of something to it. I think, in my opinion. Um, they do have so many games in hand. Of course, it is Tuesday night, and, and as we're speaking now, Barnet are playing. And the unfortunate news at the moment is that they're winning, so um, they're going to be um, right on the, the the heels of County at this moment. But um, so, sorry, they, they are at this moment. They, they may even more be uh, on Saturday. But there's a lot to play for. You look at County sitting in those playoff places um, as it stands, because again, it's Tuesday night, there's a lot of games going on. It's a real, you call it cat amongst the pigeons, it's a real pigeon fest in there at the moment. <laughs> there's so many teams that could go in there um, uh, and make a statement. It's just, it's unbelievable. If County can beat Barnet, it's massive for us. There'll be a lot of people saying they'd take a draw at this moment. I don't know if I would. I think we're a better team than them and I think we're improving. Um, but it's so close to call at the moment. Even I'm scared to do it. And I think, you, yeah, I'd agree with you. I, I think you need every point you can get in these, as as John Kieran called them, cup finals. You, you need to win every one, especially because you can't rely on the other results because there's so much that can happen. Because there's so many teams that have games in hand and all those kind of things. Yeah, you've, you've got to get the wins. Yeah. So, I mean, they, uh, they've got four games in hand on us, Barnett, after but, tonight. It's... It makes it it makes it horrible. But county squad wise, morale wise, looking to the future wise, are well equipped for those wins and to be serious contenders to be in the playoffs. Yeah, um, you, you, the, the the squad at the moment is Jim Gannon said throughout last season and throughout the majority of this season. He was saying things like, this is the strongest team I've had. This is the strongest team I've had. And I'm sure he was right at the time. I'm sure he believed that. You look at it now and you think, blimey, with players like Liam Hogan coming into centre-half. Lois Maynard, who, OK, he's had his injury problems, but we saw what a player he was. Danny Lloyd back in the squad. You think, OK, this now might be the strongest team that we've seen in non-league with Stockport County. This might be the team that can be the difference between league football and non-league football next season and if we are still in this division next season which 
you know, in itself would be an amazing achievement, um, given that Jim has kept us not only up but punching in the division um, with the squad that he did. I think next season you would think we could finish top three even higher with with that kind of team. But let's not look that far ahead. Um, I mean, don't get too excited. We, we're possibly what, 13 games away from being back in the league. So it's easy to, to run away with it and lose your head. Um, but I think focus on on Barnet. It's, it's cup final time. Win win against Barnet. Just win. Just get the 1-0. That'll do. Go to Maidenhead the week after and just win. Just get the 1-0s. Because if we do that, the playoffs are on. The playoffs are on. Yeah, no question. So just to round off then, who are you going to be keeping your eye on from that um, impressive squad? <laughs> It's a tough one. I mean, who's your one to watch at the moment? Um, my one to watch is going to be one of the centre halves because they're the guys who they're delivering at the minute. Ash Palmer kept the kept the clean sheet, gets the winning goal. That that's literally a captain's performance. That is being the difference. So I don't know who's going to start up front. Is it going to be McAlinden? Is it going to be Bell? Is it going to be Danny Lloyd? Are they going to move things around? I don't know. What I do know is Liam Hogan and, and, uh, and Ash Palmer are becoming somewhat formidable. So they're the guys to watch at the moment. And when, when it comes to, to grinding out 1-0 wins, your defence is where they're earned. And um, yeah, they're key men for them. Chris, thanks. Thanks. Thanks.